0: Welcome back to Two Birds, One Stone, week 16 recap episode. Uh, We've got the game to recap. We've got JJ Watt news, Buda Baker news, Hollywood Brown news. Uh, But before all that, let's get into an ad from our sponsor, DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go to in betting on the NFL this holiday season. You've got same game parlays, easy and fast payouts, player prop options, and more. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. know what I really like this weekend? The Vikings are getting three and a half points against the Packers in Green Bay. Three and a half points. Packers are winning games, but barely. Um, And I think the Vikings are a good football team. So I like like getting three and a half there. Um, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, Before we get into the game, we had big news today. J.J. Watt on his own Twitter account uh, announced that he has played his final home game um, in the NFL, and he intends to retire after the end of the season. So congratulations to J.J. Watt on an incredible career. Garrett, I've got some stats. J.J. stats. Are you interested in hearing them? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Okay, J.J. Watt, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. There's only been two other players in NFL history to win that award three times. Can you guess the other two? Oh, damn. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is one. Um, the other one is Lawrence Taylor. That's correct. You saw the stat today, didn't you? That's right. Oh, I, I, didn't. It. I You didn't. Oh. Okay, good for you. Good pull. Yeah, so three players all time. We're obviously talking about one of literally the greatest defensive players to ever play football in J.J. Watt. Um, Kind of the end, the injuries caught up to him, but when he was on the field, he was still a force. Um, Five-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Pro Bowler, and a member of the 2010s All-Decade team. Walter Payton Man of the Year on top of that. Here's here's his numbers from 2014 when he won defense player of the year and was second in MVP voting. 20 and a half sacks, the most uh, 20 sack seasons in NFL history, by the way. 51 quarterback hits. He scored five touchdowns. Two on defense, a 50-yard interception return for a touchdown, 45-yard fumble return, and he caught three touchdowns. Three catches, three touchdowns that season. Like I said, second in MVP voting in an era where it's only quarterbacks and running backs. What he did is crazy. It, like I said, really one of the best players I think I've ever seen play on defense, him and Aaron Donald probably. But what were your kind of first thoughts when you heard that he was hanging it up after the year?
1: Um, I wasn't really surprised after everything that's kind of happened, you know, with the, the heart issue. And then also with him having a kid, um, it made sense. Um, he doesn't really seem like the kind of guy that wants to bounce around from team to team, like just to, to chase a ring. Um, and then I feel like just with how shitty the season has gone for the Cardinals, and then like how bleak the future looks for them, um, their the re- re-signing wasn't really uh, his best in his best interests. Um, but I, I wasn't really shocked. I think it's a good move for him. You hate it whenever whenever you see a player that was that good, kind of. Stay too long and overstay their welcome in the NFL. You you really wouldn't want to see a guy like that like fall off towards the end because that would just be kind of sad. Um, so I think he left it a good time. He left on his own terms, um, and I think he has a. I, I could see him, you know, maybe getting in the broadcast booth or maybe doing some sort of coaching or something like that
0: later on. Yeah, he could do anything he wanted to. He'd be great on TV, obviously. Um, but Yeah, I wanted exactly what you said with the, with this kid here now and any of the injury things that he had going on, especially the hard thing. It's like, get out. And I respect him a lot because we talked on episodes in the past, you mentioned ring chasing. It's not just about that. He could have got a shit ton of money to go play for a one-year deal on the bills or the chiefs or, or Steelers. Like he's like, I, it's good to see a guy like the the money is second hand. He's putting his family first and, and being a dad first. And that's awesome to see. Um, so with J.J. Watt coming to Arizona and retiring, the Cardinals are essentially um, a retirement home franchise. I'm going to name some notable players that had success elsewhere and then made a final pit stop in Arizona. You ready? Uh-huh. So J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, Adrian Peterson, Emmett Smith, Edron James, Alan Fanica, Dwight Freeney, Terrell Suggs, Chris Johnson. The list goes on, um, but the graphic you're seeing right now only had room for nine members of the old folks home that I'm going to Photoshop phases on, so I stopped there. But you could throw on Kurt Warner. There's more. Like, It seems – it's hey, it's Arizona. It's beautiful weather. It's a, the retirement capital of the United States, and it applies to football, too. It's a great spot to come. Enjoy the warm weather, especially for guys like Alan Fanica, who spent most of your career on the offensive line in Pittsburgh going through those shitty winters "Ah, yeah i'll go play in the dome where the cold the coldest it gets is 50 degrees in the winter Sign me up for that so i was just seeing the names like that i put out a tweet um with a few of those guys and i just kept getting replies of more and more guys and it was like yeah there's a lot of these types so let's uh let's draft and develop some of these guys instead of grabbing them at the end you think
1: yeah that seems like a good idea
0: but, okay, Merry Christmas, everyone did did you have a good Christmas? We spent yeah. Christmas together. did you have fun? yeah yes,
1: yeah, good time-,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, um, lost, didn't ruin it, really, like we said it didn't it didn't wasn't like last year when we had a lot riding on it this game it was is what it is. I think we both were kind of like if we lose, oh no, kind of like last week, but. They kind of sucked me back in. Right when I was starting to embrace the tank, it's like, holy shit, we're in this. We could beat Tom Brady right here, our last time we ever get to play him. I know that doesn't mean much because the Bucks aren't a great team, but I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's go. Let's win this game. And then right when I get my hopes back up, we got Tom Brady'd. Um, we, the defense played awesome. They held them to six points through 50 minutes of that football game, and then Brady just turned it on at the end uh, after a couple of interceptions, moves the Bucks down the field um, to tie the game, and then eventually went in an overtime. And what did you expect to happen whenever the Cardinals punted the ball back to the Bucs in overtime after that first drive? Mike.
1: Obviously, you know, the game's <clears throat> over at that point. Um, I really don't know. How in my mind that was like the perfect game. I mean, you you got a lot of a lot of different aspects. You got the Cardinals who like suck playing against Tom Brady for the last time. They were in it, they held it close. Then you also got to see a classic of Brady over time putting it away for a win. Cardinals still ended up losing and, and uh, getting a better lock. I think I think that puts them up to fourth now. We are at for four draft. Yes, so you know, obviously you don't root for your team to lose, but you kind of had a little bit of everything with this, uh, which, you know, the downfall of losing Buda Baker, which we'll get into later, but I was, like, super pumped. Like, it, the game was interesting. It was fun. It was fun until, like, the very end when they ended up losing, but, I don't know, you, you kind of got a little bit of everything.
0: I wrote in my notes uh, specifically, I this game sucks ass, so I disagree with you. It was 6-6 six to six for most of the time. It was ugly, ugly fucking football. The Bucks just weren't getting anything going offensively. You heard Collinsworth talk multiple times about the timing just wasn't there. They got a bunch of injuries up front, and he's missing throws that you don't ever see him miss, that uh Julio Jones opened in the corner early in the game uh to score a touchdown, just missed him. A couple errant throws to Mike Evans that you don't see very often. It was ugly, and you've got Tom Brady starting in his 331st game, and then McSorley in his first. So it's not going to bode well for McSorley. But I hated that the man threw 45 pass attempts, especially when James Connor's averaging five yards a carry. He only got 15 carries in this game. And you could see that if the Cardinals fell behind and were trying to throw and come back, they were winning for the majority of the game and keeping it right there. Why are you not just fucking pounding the rock, especially when Connor's? doing it well, not just that game, but in the past month, as we've talked about. But I I, I seen he had 41 attempts in the first half, McSorley, and I was like, that's not a good uh, recipe for success, in my opinion.
1: No, yeah, and this is just another um, terrible cliff game. Um, I I hate that the excuse that he has Trace Trace McSorley as his quarterback is getting used just because – you can't have your your uh, a rookie quarterback making his first start against Tom Brady throw forty one um, passes in the first half. That can't happen. Especially whenever you have James Conner, like you said, is is averaging five yards a carry. You, you just can't have that. You 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 have to realize situational football. Like you said, we were up. Pound that fucking football with James Conner. He's fresh. I mean, he hasn't played a full season. He's one of our most only healthy guys. Fucking pound the rock. I mean, he he's he's a top ten running back in the league. Put the game on his shoulders, and, and, and to me, that seemed like a very winnable game. That Cliff let slip oh, away. For sure. And yeah, again,
0: for sure, um, we all. I didn't expect it to be that close. I know the Bucks are bad. I just figured with McSorley, that the Bucks would create and force more turnovers. Um, I got to check. I don't where they Did we turn the ball over? McSorley threw two picks. Did he? Or, no, Brady threw two picks. Brady threw the, two picks.
1: Yeah,
0: and we'll get to that. Uh, McSorley did have a pick. Um, no touchdown passes, but yeah, 24 of 45, like 4.8 yards per attempt. Just that's not going to get it done. Run the fucking football. Know what's going
1: McSorley on. At the, at the end of the first half, it was a, a hail. That's Mary. Right.
0: Oh, yes. And it was just so even that, like he, I mean, he took yeah. care of the football, but like we said last yeah, he episode, did. he's just, he's probably not an NFL quarterback. And for him being who he is, I think that's as, as good as it gets for Tracy McSorley. No turnovers. He said take care of the ball. He didn't look he didn't look completely lost. So there you go. We said bad things last week about McSorley. There's a half-assed positive for him. Um one other positive you just mentioned it Marco Wilson. I think that's awesome. A Christmas Day, <laughs> primetime game of the day, the late game. Everybody's watching and you pick off Tom Brady twice, like, I think he t- tweeted after – or was interviewed after the game, and he, they asked him about it. He's like, it hasn't really sunk in with the loss, but, like, it's pretty special. And, like, you don't blame him. You, this guy's been playing football probably as long as Marco Wilson's been alive. So that was a big moment for him. One was uh underthrow as Brady was getting hit um, down towards the Cardinals' own end zone. And then another was a crazy athletic jumping pick um, – and with both of the with this game being so close, they were both huge plays at the time. So good for Marco Wilson having a, a pretty decent year. Um and there's not a whole lot of guys on the team that can say that. So
1: Yeah, I've been I've been very happy. I feel like we needed like a we really need a strong, a strong like corner too. Like, you know, we have Byron. If yeah. we can keep him healthy, he'll be fine, but we really I've been waiting for someone to kind of step up and be the, the the number two guy, and I've been a I've been assuming it was going to be Marco Wilson. It really looks like he's going to be something like he he he, he makes plays and he's going to be something.
0: He's settling. And this is his second year, right? And it takes time for these corners to develop. And hopefully, this isn't just a flash. And he's going to settle in here now into that into that number two type role. If we even keep Murphy, if we can freaking afford him. Um, Other than that, on the offensive side of the ball, Greg Dorch, fucking shocker. Guys on the field, and what did he finish with? Greg Dorch had, I believe it was nine catches targets. Is that what it was? Nine Uh, catches. Ten catches. Ten catches for 98 yards on 11 targets. Ten catches on 11 targets when McSorley is throwing you the football. That shows you that he's creating separation. On top of that, it's a run after the catch, and every single time he touches the ball, it seems like something happens it it's insane to me that he is just now like finally getting more touches after what's been like two months where he stepped in for more more came back and that role was just gone from him and then finally since here's some negative news the reason why do you think uh Dorch got to play what do uh-huh. You think it was just Cliff just decided out of nowhere you know what I am going to go back to Greg Dorch. Hollywood Brown only played 66% of snaps this week, not due to injury. It's because he showed up to a team meeting late. So there's another negative storyline. Um, mm-hmm. That's why Greg's role went up a little more. It wasn't because fucking Kingsbury got his head out of his ass because he was trying to punish Hollywood. Whatever it takes to get him on the field, I guess. Hollywood, maybe you miss another meeting. Hopkins, you're not going anywhere. Maybe you miss a meeting or two. Who gives a shit? Maybe that'll get Dorch on the field a little bit more, but the guy's very impressive. I don't know what else to say about him at this point. We've been pounding the table for him this whole season, I feel like. I feel like the themes of the year are this sucks, Cliff sucks, and Greg Dorch is good. I don't, that's, those are probably like the three things that we've hit on. Yeah.
1: I I think that, I mean, you just have to find a spot for him. We've been saying this for how long? It's one of the few receivers that the Cardinals have drafted themselves that have produced like that have shown any flash. I feel like with player like it, I feel like with um receivers especially, you can kind of just tell uh when they're in the game if they're if they're if they're special, I don't know if it's the way they move or it's just I don't know,
0: but you can kind of just tell and he just seems like he has a spark that they need that they desperately need. It's just that, ju- yeah. like you said, it's the eye test, that juice when the ball is in their hands, like the way that they move, the way they run their routes, the acceleration. He's got all of that. I don't even know, really know his background. I don't think, I think he was an undrafted free agent. I know he was a bubble guy on the roster the last couple of seasons, and he finally ended up making it through. So that's another reason you root for him. These guys that come out of nowhere and they work their asses off on special teams or whatever, and then they finally make an impact. And that's what's so disappointing. He had made an impact. And then it just got taken away from him. It seemed like he earned it. So hopefully, maybe going forward, these last two games at least, he earns the right to be out there a little, a little more each time. Um, I don't know that there was that third and one play. The Cardinals, I believe, were up three and driving. It was like five minutes to go. It was a third and one, like I said, and the. McSorley does an option, and then he rolls this way, and he pitches it to Conte Ingram at the last second. And it was the most aggressive p- pitch on a speed option play I've ever seen in my life. Just bounces right off of Ingram's chest, and the Bucks recover, go down and tie it up. But I just, I was like, that was my only thing in the game where I was like, what the fuck, McSorley? Like, the, like you said, the one pick was a Hail Mary. It was like, geez, you're kind of like taking care of the ball so well, and like to just, <clears throat> you take this. It wasn't he didn't have quite the touch on that and it cost the Cardinals and uh, forced a turnover.
1: Yeah. Um, whenever I saw that happen, I mean the ball could not have perfectly bounced off um his chest and went perfectly into the Bucks defender's hand. Like it literally was almost like he threw it like it just go right <laughs> in his hand.
0: Perfect ricochet shot. Terrible. It was Dwight uh throwing the cell phone at uh Jim and the office. That's what yes. it was. Right. Nice catch. <laughs> But, yeah, not great there. Um, and obviously the Cardinals, after the Bucks tie it up, lose from there. But um, one of the bigger stories, as we mentioned earlier, Buddha freaking Baker, what was it a few weeks ago, high ankle sprain, something that puts guys out for months or more, plays the next week after that injury. And then now it was reported that during the Christmas Day game, he fractures his shoulder and played the rest of the game. I believe it happened in the second half. He didn't miss a single snap. Not only like, oh, I'm going to come out of play after I got rocked and then go back in. He didn't even go off the field at all.
1: It's nuts. I mean, for Christmas, I got a fucking Buda Baker jersey. I mean, that's right. He is the hardened soul. He's badass. I just want him to be around for how old is he? How many seasons? I mean, he's been in the league for what? Maybe four years, five years? I he's
0: 27.
1: Yeah, I, I just want him to be a Cardinal forever. I mean, that's like literally the, one of the only bright spots, including Greg Norch, that we've had all year is Buda Baker. And I've Hard Knocks did no one better than him, I feel. It really put him in a good line. It kind of made you realize and see how big of a role he plays like off of the field. And it's it's nuts. I mean, imagine fracturing your fucking shoulder and playing, like especially and continuing in his
0: continuing to ram it into other grown men right. throughout the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's
1: nuts. That's absolutely nuts.
0: Uh yeah, he's twenty six, so there you go, a year better. But I mean, yeah, we talked about it a lot last week. Um, about him showing all the fans love and stuff. Um, despite the losses. He's there's nobody more likable than Buda Baker. And after that injury, a couple viral clips like Mike Tomlin talking about him uh when the Cardinals played the Steelers a couple years ago, just like Buda Baker's a Bad motherfucker, you better put a hat on him. Like it, the respect for him around the league, I don't think could be any higher. Uh, so shout out to Buddha Baker, get well. You, he's not playing the next two weeks, so I guess he's not that fucking tough if he can't keep playing, you know. But so he'll miss no, the last, he'll miss the last two weeks.
1: He should have taken those weeks off anyway, no matter what. He doesn't need to be out there fucking giving it his all while fucking dumbass Trace McSorley fucking throws fastballs that is on a pit.
0: Yeah, not great. It wasn't great. Um, This was probably going to be a short episode. Um, Don't have a whole lot else to say. There's lots of more Sean Payton rumors are starting to swirl. We've got uh, reports undoubtedly coming from Cliff's uh, camp being leaked that he may just step down. I'm not going to get fired. I'm not going to let you fire me. I'm going to just walk away on my own. You guys are fucked up and dysfunctional and bad for me. I'm going to step away. That was one of the reports this week. Um, Yeah, get ahead of that one, Cliff. I don't blame you. I like you. I've said it repeatedly, but you're probably not going to be our coach next year. Um, Other than that, I don't know. Was there anything else you wanted to get into?
1: I can really see like a a mute. Like I can see it now, like Schefter tweeting out, the Arizona Cardinals of Cliff Kingsbury have mutually decided to part ways. That's probably exactly
0: or maybe he'll have some um, undisclosed health related issue and have to take a leave. Who knows? That could just be what that could just be what they roll with going forward uh, when they have to get rid of somebody. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. This is when it's probably one of our shortest ever. Um, We've got a really cool episode coming up uh, with a former Cardinal. Um, I won't give any more details. Won't spoil it. But it's going to be awesome. Uh, He's was in the building under Kingsbury played with Kyler Fitz, um, some of those big names. So I'm excited to have him on and talk to talk to him about those kind of things. Um, but one thing I wanted to close on when you're thinking about how shitty this season's been and you're watching these last two games um, probably watching us lose maybe even rooting for us to lose. I don't know where your head's at. Just remember when you're like, God, I can't wait for it to be over June, July, August, when you shoot a person to be able to watch the Cardinals play football. I know it's not a good product, but we still get to sit down on the couch and turn them on the TV and watch football being played. So I am going to try and look at it in the most positive light the rest of the way going forward and and really soak it in, you know, because I'll be so sad in those summer months when I'm missing it. Enjoy
1: it while it's here, folks. May I've I've always said bad football is better than no football.
0: Always said that. That's right. Like when you're, like I said, when it's June, July, and you're just this fucking sucks. I can't wait, and you're pumped because that Hall of Fame game is about to be on, and then you turn it on, and it's like worse than any high school football game you've ever seen in your life. Just terrible, but you're glued to it. I probably you probably bet it because you're just that rearing and ready to go, but. Yeah, like I said, soak it in. It's almost over. And then it's Black Friday after that, draft after that, free agency, trades, new uniforms, all the things to get our hope ramped back up. Um, So sorry for the short episode. Just didn't have a whole lot else to get into. um, But I appreciate you guys listening. Like, subscribe, download all the fun stuff. And be on the lookout for our interview with a former Cardinal quarterback. (gasps) There's another teaser. All mm. right, Gary, anything else?
1: Nope. Like, subscribe, comment, smash that like button. Uh, and I think you can enjoy the interview with the
0: former quarterback. There we go. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go, birds.